Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I am Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 97, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. Check out their no annual fee Visa credit card with a low 9.5% rate. Some restrictions may apply. You can learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. Okay, so on today's show, we're going to be sharing events from the Weekly Goodness. We're going to talk about King Five's recent piece on Everett, which was the best of the burbs. We're going to be talking about the Everett real estate market with uh, local real estate pros Chris Lamoureux and Michelle Bruda de Costa. And then we will top things off with some Everett Essentials trivia. All right, let's go. Let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Tyler, why don't you kick us off with your event pick of the week? So there's this thing that I've been hearing about called the Re, uh, Repair Cafe, and it's at uh, WSU. It's at the Snohomish County campus and not WSU, Everett. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, God, I'm glad that you said that. Um, I would have totally gone to the wrong place. Okay, so the way that I understand it is that there's people, volunteers that go and fix things. So you can like bring in a toaster and have it fixed or... A toaster. (laughs) (laughs) What about if I have, say, a toaster? Maybe your bicycle, something like that. But the reason I'm, I'm really interested in it is because I feel like we're in such a throwaway culture. And I love fixing things. Like when one of our, like our toaster oven just broke and I was able to order a new switch and put it in and keep it running. And I, I don't know, it's good to buy nice things and keep them out of landfills. But I think... Totally. More and more, we're just buying like the cheapest thing and it ends up in a landfill and we just buy another of the same thing. So I like the idea of a repair cafe and I also love fixing things. So I think I want to, if I have time, volunteer there eventually. It'd be really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I love that they're doing that. And I believe they have uh, more coming up. I think they're going to be doing it once per month for a while. And uh, so, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and it's really Saturday cool. at 10 a.m. I think it's really cool because, like, I have a dad who's very handy, right? But Lucky. Right. Not a lot of people have a handy dad or a parent or somebody that they know to, like, help them with random stuff. Like, my father is my guitar tech. You know, like, <laughs> hey, I need to put these pickups in. Like, I don't – I could figure it out. I know how to solder, but, like, that's what he does. So he can do all those things. So it's neat to have, like, a consortium of people who are willing to help you – you know, get your appliances or whatever back on track. It's very neat. Super cool. How about you, Henry? What's your uh, event pick of the week? Oh, the art walk is back. <laughs> I feel like I pick the art walk every, every third week. It's, of the it's, month, a, gr- it's a great event. <laughs> it is. It's so much fun. especially now, like the, the weather is very cold. It's clear. Hopefully it's clear tomorrow when the art walk happens. Um, but you know, it's, it's just fun to walk around downtown with a cup of coffee and Go and look at art. It's a good time. So that's tomorrow at 6 p.m. It is absolutely free. Go walk around. Have a good time. What about you? Do it. Go support your local artists. Uh, I'm going to go with Comedy Night. Uh, Everett Comedy Night at Emery's on Silver Lake. It is this Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Only happens once per month. So this Sunday, take advantage of it while it's going down. Corey Michaelis, who we've had on the podcast before, uh, hosts that event. And he always has cool comedians that are either from the area or sometimes he, he books a lot of people that are traveling uh, from other parts of the country. 
and has some pretty awesome people come through there. I want so. to have Gallagher. I would love it if Corey oh, Michaelis, if you're listening, I would love Gallagher and Emery's busting up watermelons with a sledgehammer. Yeah, because Emery's is like a pretty swanky <laughs> place, so that would, <laughs> that would be a nice contrast. As you're sipping your martini, you can get watermelon just splatterings in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Well, that's what we picked for this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveandever.com slash subscribe. Okay, guys. So for this week's uh, Life in Everett, we're going to talk about King Five's recent trip to Everett for their Best of the Burbs segment. And let's see. I watched it. Did you guys watch it? Yep. Yes. I did indeed. So let's see. They went uh, Waterfront, Narrative, Capers and Olives, Imagine Children's Museum, Funco, Carl's, maybe a couple other places. KRKO. Oh yeah, KRKO. That's right. Which I thought was a bold choice. That was that was a a, not a strange choice, but kind of an unorthodox. Like, hey, they got a radio station here. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, doesn't every every town? Yeah, we have two actually. We have two. Um, So that's a good point. They only mentioned one of our radio stations. So thinking about, I was thinking about if King Five were to come back, where would we want to tell them to check out? Uh, no dig on any of these places that they visited, right? They're like some of Everett's best places, but what are some of Everett's like lesser known places that would be cool right. for them to check out? My, uh, my first pick would be Taco Book for food. I still think it's some of the best food in Everett. It's like great little hole in the wall that is owned by like two super nice people that work there every single day. Bomb food, really affordable. Uh, it's like a surprise. That and nine delicacies i knew it yeah i knew you were gonna go there yeah i love those kinds of places what about you garrett what do you got you know the the arboretum and the the japanese garden at ever community college how botanical are are both great yeah going you know it's i i was trying to think of other other places Uh, there's a lot of things you know events and stuff that Mm -hmm. people can't necessarily go check out any time um but i I do feel like we've, we've got some great gardens um, definitely a lot of solid food spots and drink spots, you know, soul food toggles are pretty well known. Oh yeah. Well, one, one that does come back to memory sometimes that I really did enjoy was that Samita's Tapioca in South Everett. Oh, next the sandwich to, uh, place. Walmart. Those were some great steak sandwiches. Yeah. They were really good. I need to get another one of those again yeah. at some point. In it's my like life. a super torta. I'm surprised they didn't do any. Um, and now I sound like I'm being critical and I'm not being critical. Um, dining and drinking at the actual waterfront like the they showed the waterfront like blue water yeah, yeah. Scuttlebutt. exactly yeah they didn't go to south everett nope nope at they all did not so that's my that's my pick is anywhere in south everett because <laughs> uh, <laughs> south everett needs love and i'm so glad that we have linda you yeah know, working totally. with us she's she knows all the ins and outs of south everett so and it's kind of gotten us down there more too as as live in everett so yeah if they come back Go explore South Everett. I mean, they talked about Payne Field and mm-hmm. things yeah. like that, and Boeing, of course, but to eat, to have fun. Yeah, they didn't talk about any, I mean, and this sounds, I don't know, lame or whatever, but I do feel like um, they talked about Payne Field, like we're getting a new terminal, but they didn't talk about any of our amazing aviation museums. I think it, I think later on in the video, I think they mentioned them. They oh, talked, they, they talked to briefly. one of the Scott dolls. 
I think it was Andy. And, and yeah, and he, he might have mentioned the, the museum. Okay. He did, yeah. Which, how funny is it that, because we've done some coverage on the museums. We've gone and personally visited them. And I don't know about you guys, but I was blown away. Like, yeah. they're actually yep. amazing. And but, I just feel like anything to do with aviation around here kind of falls on deaf ears. Yeah, it's like nobody cares. Uh, We're just so saturated in it for, totally. for so long. Yeah, well, everybody builds planes, right? You can't throw a rock without hitting somebody who works for Boeing. Right. We are, a, we are a, a, an aviation town, so totally. You know, it's. I'm but, sure. I'm sure. Like, like you know, living in D- Detroit. I don't know about now, but back in the day, it's like, hey, you want to talk about cars? You want to go to the car <laughs> museum? No, I stare at them all day. You but, know, like. <laughs> but but those aviation tours, uh, they kind of like woke me up a little bit to how remarkable our local aviation industry is and just totally. what a gem the, these museums are. Like I, I was like truly blown away. I drive past Boeing two times a week because my practice space is over there and I'm still floored with how massive that factory is. I know. It is unbelievable to me. I know. And I work there. I've, I've been in that factory and it's even crazier. It has its own weather. Like there was fog in there one morning that was like, <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah. Right? That is See, ha- Have you done the tour? No. Well, okay. actually, yeah, I think I did when I was a kid. Okay. I just wasn't sure from like working there because I felt like doing the tour, you know, we're to the side on the observation decks and I felt almost like I was looking at like this ant farm, you know, because totally. it's such right. a massive scale. It's like the people are so tiny. And so I, I was going to ask like, you know, I, I feel like that would maybe just be a different experience when you're actually out, you know, in the factory working, you're not necessarily getting that perspective. It's really, really strange and kind of like disorienting to be in that factory, like on the floor when you look up and you see like six airplanes just like hanging out. You're like, why is this in a building? You know, like that's the whole time you're like, it's, this is just endless. It's just endless corridors and people working. And it's just this giant floor filled with airplanes. Yeah. It's really crazy to, to get used to the new, um, passenger air at Painfield, the new terminal that they referred to, You've been in it, Henry, because some of our work with tourism, but I think it's really going to blow people's minds when they check that place out or fly out of it. They're going to be like, what? This is an airport? We have really, really nice things here. Yeah. Um, The whole time that we were there, I was like, what is this? This is too fancy for us. You know, like I would expect this from, I don't know, I don't know, like the Hamptons or something like, you know, like Calabasas. What is this? Beverly Hills Airport? Right. No, No, for real. Everett. For real, and I think that that's fantastic. So yeah, if King Five comes back. Hopefully, the uh, terminal will be open. It's going to open in March. Who knows if the plane planes will be ready? Hopefully, they will yeah, be. Yeah, I think March, early March. Yeah. You guys and got we, any other? Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of Payne Field, uh, we had an article about Payne Field come out this week as well. That's that right. Yep. Richard Porter on, wrote. Yep, over on the blog. So uh, definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. Any other? hidden gems you guys wanted to uh to share i was very vague on mine so i'm gonna say everett's coolest strip mall that's where they there need you. to go i everett's like it coolest Which we, we, we need to figure out what yeah. that strip mall is actually called <laughs> so know. people no, know what no, we're no, wait, i don't about. even know what you guys are talking about where have i been it's the one with subies and oh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah the, the juice TNT spot. To, or ana tamalaria's ana tamalaria geeky villain middleton brewing Midnight Cookie Company. They're all in oh, the yeah, same yeah, strip yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we've just started calling it Everett's Coolest Strip Mall. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of solid stuff in there. For totally. Sure. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't know. I think Silver Lake 
T.A. Sullivan Park, paddleboarding out on the lake, things like that. I've never heard anyone call it T.A. Sullivan Park. I kind of well, like that. I abbreviate it. Sh- you know. Shorthand. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I mean, I, everyone knows about the shack, uh, but they didn't mention it in that King 5 piece. And uh, I do love the shack. It's It's a great space. I need to get over there more. It's mm-hmm. it's like a whopping like 50 feet from yeah, our office yeah. and I never go in there. And but every time free. I do, yeah, it's free. It, it's like a beautiful art gallery in there. Apparently they have an exhibition right now where it's a bunch of lighters, like like cigarette lighters, like Bic lighters that washed up on the shores of, I think, Hawaii or something like that. Or Oh, wow. And an artist took them all and like put them all up on a wall. And it's really sad to see like all these disposable lighters that were in the ocean at one point in time all hung up, but they're like backlit and it's like eerily beautiful. And so speaking of finding lighters in my historic 1905 home, I live in when we had our heating vents cleaned a couple of years ago, we found uh, an old, um, what's the refillable, like a Zippo. Yeah. Like, like an old, old Zippo. And I posted a, a picture of it and a couple of my friends were like freaking out and they're like, you got to sell that to me. How much do you want for it? And I guess people like collect Zippos. They do. They and do. So I gave it to a friend and he was very excited about it. There you go. Cool. You never know what you may find in your vents. King five, come to Everett and look inside of our vents. <laughs> it's true. There you go. Well, hey, what do you guys uh, think of King King Five's piece, or better yet, what uh, would you suggest people check out in Everett? We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line through social media or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. Bid your furnace farewell. Swap your old dog-tired electric furnace for a new efficient heat pump. For a limited time, get enhanced rebates up to $2,000. Heat pumps can reduce your heating costs by up to 50%. Plus, they provide efficient cooling for the summer. Get started at snopud.com heating. Hey guys, Garrett here along with mortgage lender Michelle Brutacosta with Homebridge Financial Services, uh, who we also had you on the podcast, I believe it was last year, uh, episode number 47. That's right. And uh, we also have real estate broker Chris Lamoureux with us from Lamoureux Real Estate, uh, which you might remember, uh, I believe it was last year as well, we did the four-part uh, tour Everett. We did, the zip uh, code. Zip code tour, so you might recognize Chris from that uh, video series we did. Uh, so thanks so much for being here, uh, Michelle and Chris. Us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So you're both very seasoned real estate pros. I believe you each have at least a decade in the game, maybe almost two decades. Yeah. Almost years. two. Yeah. yeah. We're about the same. Yeah. 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and as you guys know, every single month on Live in Everett, we do a monthly real estate market update, uh, which just happens to be brought to you by Lamar Real Estate. Uh, and full disclosure, uh, of course, as you guys know, I'm also an agent with Lamoureux uh, myself, but I don't really actively sell real estate anymore. And so I'm really excited to chat with you guys about what you've been seeing out there in the local market. And so I thought we would start by just reviewing uh, a little bit from uh, our most recent market update. Uh, you know, prices have been slowly declining in Everett for a number of months mm-hmm. now. Um, like I said, I, I do these market updates every month and I want to say it's probably been a good three to five months that prices have just been barely, uh, declining each month, maybe mm-hmm. around a few thousand dollars per month. Uh, but in January, just last month, uh, prices dropped a bit more significantly, uh, on average over $20,000 and even lower than their previous year's average in January, 2018, uh, when, I, when I looked at the year over year. 
and that's the first time I've seen it um, drop below the previous year's average, um, at least in recent years. And so, so that really stuck out to me as a sign that the market might be shifting. But I'm curious um, what you guys think and what you've been seeing. Yeah, definitely the market has shifted. I think we have peaked at least locally. Uh, we probably saw back in August or September of last year really the highest of the highs and started noticing things were maybe staying on the market a little bit longer. We weren't getting as many multiple offers. And now certainly uh, I like to say the, you know, the good homes that are priced well, they still can get multiple offers. They can get bid up. Um, and they still sell, you know, relatively quickly. However, uh, it was probably for the last three to five years, just about every house that, uh, we had listed would be in that situation and not so much anymore. Uh, we're having to put in the work and I'm frankly, I'm happy about that. I think it's a good thing to see some stabilization in the real estate market and, you know, real estate is full of peaks and valleys and. I think we've reached our peak and we're going to be uh, trending downwards a little bit, but uh, you know, real estate's a long-term investment and certainly there's no way, no need to panic about the market coming down. We've been seeing 10% plus increases uh, in the uh, real estate market and probably over the last five to 10 years. Uh, and so uh, you know, a 5% drop isn't a bad thing. A, a, a standard appreciation is probably right around four to five percent. So we're right back there at uh, standard. Even if you know we're down a little bit over last year, we're still up in the long run. So you've noticed things slowing more recently, but sounds like you're happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, maybe it, maybe it, not happy. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I mean, I always want to see values continue to go up, but if we continue to go up as quickly as we had been going up, it, it just prices everybody out of the market. Right. I mean, Plus it's affordable. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's great for sellers to, that happen to be selling, uh, during that time, but you gotta have both parties. You gotta have buyers and sellers. And if you price all the buyers out of the market, then nobody's going to be left to buy all those homes. So it's nice to see a balance come back to it. Well, and there was a couple things too, economically with interest rates, they kind of hit, uh, pretty high peak I think the highest they've been in probably eight years by December so the you know higher interest rates were another thing that was driving down the affordability of housing but as Chris was saying we're just seeing the natural ebb and flow that you always see in the market so it's nothing that um, would make me worried in any way it's just the natural flow of what the market does is there's ups and there's downs but overall um We've seen that as rates have come down a little bit, just due to government, you know, economics, the shutdown, there's been some uncertainty and we've seen interest rates lower the last, you know, since the beginning of this year. And we're seeing an influx of buyers starting to come back in again. So, you know, it's supply and demand. There's going to be more buyers and we're probably going to see um, a good turn in the market again. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think are the biggest contributing factors? Uh, do you think interest rates are, are one of the things that play that primary role in, in kind of dictating which way the market's heading? If you look at rates historically, rates always have an impact on the overall value of houses because people can only afford so much house per month. So overall, the rate of interest is always going to have a pretty big impact on what that maximum payment is somebody can afford. So we definitely do see that as rates tend to go up, it does tend to press down on the prices that people are willing to pay for a house. 
So yeah, and, there is definitely a connection there. And how do rates compare now on average compared to say uh, around a year ago? Um, the rates right now are actually about the same as they were last spring, but between um, spring and December of last year, they kind of went to the highest that they had been in mm. about eight years. So yeah, but right now they're back down to where they were and we're seeing a lot of buyers getting in on it, people looking to refinance, to get equity out. Um, so even, you know, removing private mortgage insurance. So I'm actually seeing a lot of activity again with the lower rates. And so what are they at right now? Um, they're in the low fours. It depends on oh, specifics fours, with okay. equity. But they're, you know, I would say the average is about a 4.375 is kind of the average person's with, oh, wow. you know, good credit. But they're a little bit higher depending on, you know, the specifics of someone's credit, down payment, everything else. Sure. Yeah. But they're but definitely doing good. Yeah. Low fours. That is fantastic. Because, I mean, over... Uh, the I always hear that statistic that what over like the last twenty or thirty years they've averaged like over eight oh, percent or yes. something. And yep, I was talking to an older gentleman yesterday, and when I said something about a four point eight seven five, he laughed and said, "That's an amazing interest rate." It depends on the age of the person you're talking to, right. what they think yep. about the rate. <laughs> yeah, I, I always hear that from the older generations mm-hmm. yeah. that they realize how kind of lucky we are right now. Right. <laughs> and, and as a realtor on that same question, I don't necessarily think that people jump into the home buying market because they see rates are great and it's a great time to buy, but it certainly is a factor in what they can afford. So definitely, you know, the first step in buying a home is talking to a lender like Michelle, somebody that understands that and and what sort of buying power they have. I, I feel that people decide to buy a home when there's a life circumstance that something changes maybe they've been saving up some money for a long time uh, you know some of the buyers that i work with they're not watching the rates every day and say okay the rates have hit 4.25 i'm i'm right. ready to go however they should know that uh in the process the rate you know an influx of a, of a quarter percent could you know drastically affect their ability to finance. So it's something to pay attention to as a home buyer. Um, but I don't necessarily believe it's why people get into, uh, you know, buying a home. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, I think you spoke to this a little bit already maybe, but where do you guys see the, the market going say over the next year? Do you see it continuing to decline or stabilizing or i I believe it's going to continue to, I hear that spring and summer are going to be um, great in our market. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that as of this last few weeks, it seems like we're on an upswing, but then there's still going to be fluctuations, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the year, I'm sure. Yeah. So traditionally, um, you know, the holidays through about February is the slow time of year. Uh, people just don't move when it's Christmas time. And then for some reason, yeah, the snow (laughs) has definitely put an impact on us. Uh, over the years past, uh, I don't have any statistics on this, but it feels like it's always sort of the Seahawks playoffs kind of prevent people from going out to looking at houses. Yeah. So it always just feels like, okay, we're kind of on hold until the end of January, at least until, you know, things get going. And then we just got hit with this massive snowstorm. And I mean, we've already put off a couple of listings that we were planning to put on here already. Uh, I tried going to show some houses in the snow and made it about 90% of the way and then couldn't get to the rest of the the rest of the way to get to the front door. So it's certainly put a damper on it. However, I, I feel like that's kind of created this, uh, you know, backup of, of listings that are going to be coming on the market and buyers that are just chomping at the bit to get out there and look at stuff. So I feel like 
you know, towards the end of February here and maybe into mid-March, we're going to really see some, some activity going on. And certainly spring is the best time to be selling homes. So uh, I, I see, I predict, uh, I'll get my crystal ball out here. I predict that uh, the market's going to stay pretty steady. Um, we're not going to drop a lot. We're not going to increase a lot, but uh, probably just hover right around where we're at. Yeah. And one of the things I was going to say, just a little thing that I think is neat about rates in the United States is that we can even get a 30-year fixed here, which is awesome for buyers to have the certainty of knowing what their payment will be. If you know When they get into whatever the rate is they get into, that's something that even up in Canada, their rate is only fixed for five years at a time. Oh, really? So every five years, they have to readjust and kind of re you know, refigure out what they're going to do. That would be terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) So this is one of the things that's really great for anyone out there that's looking to buy a home at any point in the market, you know, is just knowing that when they get that, they know what their payment's going to look like for, you know, an indefinite amount of time until they decide to move again. Yeah. It it is, it is really nice having that fixed payment. And, uh, of course, property taxes are separate from your, your mortgage payment, but those, you know, assessed by the city or or the County, those are always changing. Right. Um, But it is nice to get your actual mortgage loan fixed in and you have that peace of mind for for 30 years or however long your, your loans for. Um, so speaking of, uh, loans and buying houses and all this stuff, uh, let's, let's talk about, um, someone who might actually be looking to make a move in this current market. What advice you guys might have for them? Well, uh, call me. <laughs> I mean, that's first. Call me, and then I'll tell you to talk to Michelle or to another lender, uh, whoever, or if you have your own lender that you're working with, certainly happy to work with anybody. But if you don't have a lender, you, that's going to be the first thing is you call me. I'm going to say you need to talk to a lender so we know what we're working with here. Um, and But as far as advice, I feel like it's always a good time to buy if it fits their schedule if it fits their lifestyle. Um, you know, it's at least worth looking into so we can have them talk to Michelle and figure out what they can qualify for and then see if what they can afford in the location that they're looking then fits their needs. And if it does, then, you know, we start looking. Nice. Right. Cool. And, and then how about on the, on the mortgage end of things? Michelle, yeah. The, for anyone that's looking, um, you know, to get them started, there's a, once I get a chance to assess and kind of see where they're at, we can help them figure out what's the best programs, the best, um, best way for them to buy. There's a lot of options that um, people have, but the first thing is just kind of figuring out where they're at so that they know, you know, what they can afford and then see if we can find something that fits their budget. Um, Seattle, I believe, has some of the highest rent in, I've heard in the world so um, per, per square foot. So that's one of the things that I think really drives a lot of people to look into buying is the fact that they get to put their money towards something that they get to own, you know? And, yep. um, and I love that, that being able to give people that gift of home ownership and having a place that the money they're paying is paying down what they bought. So, now, what yeah. about specifically for, say, like a first time home buyer who might not uh, have a lot of money saved up yet uh, for, for a big down payment? Uh, what types of options do they have? 
Yeah, there's actually a lot of great options. Um, Washington State has one of the best down payment assistance programs in the country. Um, so, and they've actually recently raised their income limits because before the income limits, um, household income limits did keep a lot of buyers from qualifying for that down payment assistance. They recently gave that a really big increase. So it does allow people to take a class. They get to learn about home ownership, get a certificate, and then get use that certificate to get down payment assistance from the state. It's a silent second loan. That means that they have no payments, no interest on that down payment that they're given. They pay it back by the time that they refinance or if they sell their house down the road. But it helps so many buyers that are making just enough to keep up with their bills, but maybe not enough to be really putting aside for a savings that allows them to get into a house sooner than if they were renting. So it's a great program. And there's several other down payment assistance programs we have that you know, are more specific to different people who may not fall into that category. So so with this one through the state, is that the state bond program? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so does that cover their entire down payment? It does because most down payments are between three to three and a half percent down or the minimum required between conventional and FHA loans. The state gives them a four percent uh, grant. So that 4% covers their down payment, leaves a little bit left for closing costs. And then usually if the real estate agent is able to negotiate some closing costs from the seller as well, when they do the contract, that can help a lot of buyers get in with little to nothing out of pocket by the time their transaction is done. That's really cool. Yeah. So you can get your down payment covered by the state through the bond program, then negotiate for the seller to pay your closing costs. Right. And essentially get in with with zero down right exactly yeah yeah that's that's great i love that uh there's so much opportunity with with those different programs that are out there um and we work with all different credit types so that's the other thing a lot of times people think my credit's probably not good enough but there's a lot of programs that are very flexible and so you know a lot of times people are much better off than they probably perceive that they are so it's great because they can get into a home sometimes when they would have had no idea very cool Awesome. Well, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up here? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd kind of tag on to that and along the same line, it's great that we have those programs and they're certainly wonderful. Um, you know, I'm a little bit more conservative on the, on the home purchasing and I would say you can't just expect to be working. You know, you just started your first full-time job and now you've got zero savings, zero money in the bank and expect to jump in and buy a house. You, yes, there are zero down programs and you may be able to get your closing costs covered. Um, but I would say that it's always better to establish some sort of savings program, work on your credit. Again, you want to talk to a lender, um, before call Michelle and, uh, you know, have her run your credit and see where you're at because the better your credit score, typically the better the, uh, financing program that you're going to be able to get. Um, you know, I'm going through this right now. My, my son is 22 and is going to be looking at buying a home. And so he's had a full-time job and, uh, we're working on getting his credit up. I think he's increased his credit score by, uh, from, it was like a 650 up to like a seven. 15 or something in the last couple of months, he's been putting money aside for savings. Uh, there's just a lot of things that you can do to prepare. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm sure Michelle, you agree that absolutely. You wanna, yeah. I, the, the more you can build up, the more you can save up and, and the more you can work towards getting 
everything ready to go is is certainly going to be in your best interest. Right. Absolutely. And I, that's definitely giving people a path to get there. Um, sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's a year. They may not be ready right away, but yes, the better, the, the more you can prepare, the better your rate's going to be, the better you can get your credit, the better it's going to make your overall payment. So yeah, definitely. For sure. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much, you guys. Uh, if you would like to chat more with Chris and or Michelle, uh, you can actually just go to liveineverett.com slash supporters and click on either Homebridge or Lamro Real Estate, and it'll take you straight to their websites where you can get their info and contact them. Uh, maybe too, I don't know if you guys want to give out your phone numbers, if that's sure. easier, if someone who would rather just call. Uh, yeah. What's your number, Michelle? My cell phone number is 214-551-2652. And that's my your, direct cell. Okay. And what's yours, Chris? 425-356-7990. There you go. And uh, yeah, I can't recommend them enough. I've known and worked with each of them for over five years now, and they're both top notch. And uh, once again, if you want to go check out their websites to find more, you can find direct links to those. Uh, we have some up on our website at liveineverett.com slash supporters. And uh, we have all the businesses that support Live in Everett are listed on there in alphabetical order. So just click on Homebridge and or Lamro Real Estate. Thanks again for uh, being here today, guys. I appreciate Thank you. it. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. for having us. It is time for Everett Trivia. We're running down Everett Essentials questions from the city of Everett. Let's get started. Fellas, you ready? Born ready. Dang it. <laughs> I got him. I took Tyler's line. All right. So last week we left totally. off with an Everett Transit question. And we're going to begin this week with another Everett Transit question. How many total buses and vans are in Everett Transit's fleet? How many total buses and vans? 71, 99, 84, or 65 options again please 71 99 84 65 how many total buses and vans buses and vans does i feel like the vans? vans is a little bit of a wild card does this include paratransit i have i would imagine I, yeah i guess so i mean i feel like those are buses like Par- the, the paratransit the buses. are ever transit right yeah yeah they are my homeboy jesse rample drives for paratransit yeah can we phone a friend <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, I've got my answer. Uh, I've got mine as well. All right, here we go. I went with 84. 99. Tyler said 99. You're both wrong at 71. Ooh, That was actually my first, I swear that was my first gut feeling because it seemed the most right. But mm-hmm. I thought 99, you know, maybe they. Maybe the point of this question is to show how many buses they have, but I was wrong. Well, true or false? The Everett Police Department has more than 20 specialty units. True or false? Everett PD. More than 20. Has more than 20 specialty units. True or false? That is a lot of specialty units. If they have more than 20, I'm going to be surprised. Do they have a special victims unit? I have no idea, but I have my guess. And I am guessing true? True. It is true. I feel like because of the question, you know, you yeah, kind of yeah, assume yeah. it's true. But I was trying is, to uh, lure you to uh, guess false. But yeah, nice try, wise guy. This is so a that's, question. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Over 20. This is a question about the Carl Gibson Senior Center. How many activities are going on at the Senior Center on any given day? 10 to 15, 1 to 5, 15 or 20, or 15 to 20, sorry, or 5 to 10. How many activities are going on at the Carl Gibson Senior Center? On any given day. 
Well, if it's what I think it is, that's the place to be. Hmm. 10 to 15, um, 1 to 5, 15 to 20, 5 to 10. I suppose I will go with 10 to 15. I guess 15 to 20. Tyler's right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I know where I'm, I'm going when I retire. I had, I had 10 to 15 as my original guess, but then I thought, I bet you it's 15 to 20. And you know why? I used why? to have this neighbor. He was 99 years old. He uh, would get up every morning at like 5 in the morning. I'd hear him start his car. And indeed, it wasn't really 5 in the morning. It was probably more like 8 in the morning. <laughs> but he'd be going to the senior center to like go hang out with his friends. And he wouldn't come home until like 4 or 5 in the afternoon. And he was probably doing around 15 to 20 activities. The seniors know how to live. You know, I ran into, this is an aside, but this is just how much I love Everett. So I was walking to band practice yesterday and I was walking up the street and I had like my gear on and then I had like a dark coat on and I saw this, this elderly woman walking the other way and I was like, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm like intimidating, right? That's a weird thing that I have in my brain. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, I want to be That's like sweet of you. as nice as possible, you know? So I like took my hood off because it was cold and I like smiled at her and she was like, hey, did you see the moon? <laughs> and I was like, no, because I was walking the other way and she's like, oh, turn around. It's beautiful. And I looked and there's this big full moon in the sky and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And she's like, I just came from Grand Avenue Park to watch the sunset. Look, there's still more sunset. And it was all orangey yeah, yeah. there over the water. And she was like. She was like, you have a nice night, young man. I hope you live a long and wonderful life. <laughs> well, that is and then the sweetest thing I, I've ever I was heard. like, you have a wonderful night as well. And I was like, did you is, tell her that, that she, you hope that she wished a long and wonderful? You know, my brain almost look. went to there and I <laughs> shut it down pretty quickly because mm-hmm. that would have been, I don't know. Would that have been awkward? Who knows? But uh, it's probably I, awkward that you didn't say that to her. She's probably like, who is this guy? He doesn't want me to live a long, die wonderful soon. life. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, well, know, I didn't know what the social protocol there was, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is is that it's just a sweet person. Uh, it sounds very nice. like a very pleasant interaction. I love, um, I've been trying to walk more in general, and I, I love having like little interactions and just like randomly like, you know, walking next to someone on the sidewalk and having a short conversation and go about your day, and it's fun. There you go. Maybe she, she you know, is hanging out at the Carl Gibson Senior Center. You never know. Maybe. It's possible. I'm excited to go there for the first time. Uh, next month, we are joining uh, Christopher Bragg. Uh, he is getting a table for Live in Everett at Snohomo Bingo on March 23rd. I've never been to the Senior Center before, so I'm excited to uh, enjoy an event there. It should yeah. be fun. Help support Live in Everett with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about good things in Everett every single week. If you want to know more, you can head over to patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today and help support Live in Everett. Thanks for hanging out on the Live in Everett podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line or tell us what we should do for episode 100, because I have no ideas whatsoever, contact us at podcast.liveinever.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for our theme music, to our producer Henry J, and to Chris Lamoureux and Michelle Bruder da Costa. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're ever till the grave.